It's the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends Podcast. I'm Kyle Belanger. That brings me to introducing our guest today. A 1977 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinee, an 11-time NBA All-Star, a 10-time All-NBA First Teamer, his number 22 retired appropriately in two places, twos all over the place, LA Lakers and Seattle University. He's an NCAA Final Four Most Outstanding Player, the number one overall pick in the 1958 NBA draft by the Minneapolis Lakers, and as if he can't do it just on the court, the NBA's Executive of the Year in 2006. He is, obviously, Elgin Baylor. Mr. Baylor, thank you so much for joining me today. You're certainly welcome. So let's start working backwards, because there really is so much to cover. After the playing career was over, you pretty quickly transitioned to the coaching life and then to the front office. Do you remember any difficulties you might have had making that transition, or was it a pretty seamless move for you personally? Yeah, and the thing about it, once you retired, you 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 know coach, you know you you are you know teaching, demonstrating, trying to get the player to do what's needed to win. And when you're a player, you 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 are doing it, doing what's needed to win. And you know that is not the easiest thing to do. But when you're a general manager. You 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 remove you know from the start start there. You're trying to get a player for the coach to teach and to hope the player can perform that the coach the you know the coach's program you know works for the player and for you know for the team. There's so many different roles, and to be able to do them excellently has to be different skill sets. Yeah, but the bottom line is you know it boils down to control. You know, player has more direct contact you know, on the court. The coach works, you know, get the players to, you know, to you know, perform, to win. And as a GM, you work with, you know, many, you know, limitations to, to provide, you know, to provide the coach with players and, he, and that he thinks that will, you know, execute his program, you know, to be, you know, successful. Yes, sir. As a player, your skills are still eye-popping. Over 23,000 points. 11,400 rebounds, and that's as a forward standing just six foot five. Now, we may never see that type of production and size combination again. And so I think back to that signature running bank shot of yours and how beautiful that was. And how important was that running bank shot to surviving at your size? And also, maybe how did that shot develop? Was it out of survival? Well, no, you know, when you really you don't really think about what, what you're doing once you're out there playing. And what do you think about, you know, you get in a situation, you know, you think it just all of a sudden, you think, what are you going to do? It's just a reflex, you know, and not something that you really work on because you don't know what type of defense, you know, you're going to go against because teams change their, their defensive assignments. Sometimes they'll put two guys on you. Sometimes they'll put, you know, one guy or three guys and try to drive you into, you know, a, a situation where you're trapped. So you really don't know the defense is going to dictate what kind of shots, you know, you're going to take. And uh, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you'll take a shot that you've never taken before. You know, you're in a position, so you have to. So the defense is the one who's going to decide what you want to do. It's incredible. And you talk about not knowing where you're going to end up on the court or how, what the defense is going to push you, which is why I love these two quotes here that I've got. One's from Jerry West that talks about your shooting, which Jerry West has called you one of the most spectacular shooters the game has ever known. Bill Sharman... Added to that, 
talking about sort of your position on the floor. Because you never know what the defense is going to throw at you, Sharman called you the greatest corner man who ever played. All these years later, do those quotes still give you chills? Do those quotes all these all these years later? Do those quotes from Jerry West and and Bill Sharman? Do those quotes still mean a lot to you all these years later? Oh yeah, you know, I, you know, I, you know, appreciate, you know, I appreciate, you know, playing, you know, with Jerry and the team, you know, and we try to, you know, do things together to whatever it takes to, you know, to win, and uh, you know, I appreciate those comments. After your first couple of years in a Lakers uniform, you and your team became pioneers, literally heading west. You and the Lakers became the first West Coast team when you guys moved to Los Angeles. Can you recall the atmosphere in those early days in Los Angeles, both for the players and maybe for the fans in the city? Well, you know, with the basketball here, the thing here was football, you know, with the, with the Rams and the Dodgers, you know, and that was more so in basketball. They never, you know, had professional basketball here. And so it, was, it wasn't that easy, you know, drawing peak crowds, you know, what we would do, you know, during the off-season, like during, during the summer, before the season, the season was started, we would go around and have... Uh, put on <clears throat> stop, excuse me, the basketball clinics uh, at shopping centers, different places all over the city and parks and everything else, you know, trying to draw some attention. So it wasn't that you know, easy in the beginning because, it, you know, wasn't many crowds because professional basketball wasn't here before. People had never seen basketball before, except probably on television and things. So it wasn't easy, you know, trying to get crowds, but then all of a sudden, you know, it, it, it turned. You know, the people started, you know, coming coming to games and everything else. So it turned out great. It did turn out great. And it really turned the entire... I I often make the argument that that Western push to the West Coast was the beginning of the globalization of basketball, wasn't it? Well, you know, know, because it sort of happened in, in, you know, back east. Well, it started really back east, you know, professional basketball. But, you know, we were in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And it was, you know, interesting what, you know, happened. You know, we, 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 we came out here to play <clears throat> some exhibition games. And so happened, I don't know who decided to come out here. And that was going training camp. And we came out and we went to Bakersfield and we played an exhibition game. And it's funny, you know, I, I said, boy, you know, it's terrific, you know, because we left Minneapolis, it was snowing and it was cold. And so we got out here in California, Bakersfield. The temperature was in the 80s. Hmm. And I was talking to one of my teammates, and I said, man, wouldn't it be great if we had a team out here with this weather, you know, like that. And so next thing I know, we are moving out here to Los Angeles, which was, you know, great. I love Minneapolis. People were great there. But, you know, the weather was really tough, you know, out here, you know, it was wonderful. It's the great Los Angeles is the great cure for the winter blues for sure. We're speaking with Elgin Baylor, the legendary Elgin Baylor on the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends of the Game podcast and I alluded off the air to Mr. Baylor to how excited I was uh about this interview because we could talk basketball and and I, it's an honor to talk basketball with you but more than all of the on-court accomplishments, the recognitions and the honors, the one incredible feat that I think doesn't get enough attention is the way that you and many of your peers elevated yourselves through will and spirit and intelligence and strength, despite all the forces that were working against you in a pre-civil rights Jim Crow era, uh, simply attending college uh, for you and the, the, the likes of Bill Russell and all of your peers, simply attending college would have been victory enough, but you pushed through and kept pushing 
Can you talk about your journey in those early years in that regard? Well, you know what? Because you know, I really didn't you know think about it that much because I didn't let it disturb or distract you know what I was trying to do. I mean, you know, we had problems like in Charlotte, you know, when in a, you know particular game that when we went there we play, and I just 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 you know overlooked it. You know, I just didn't let anything distract you know what I wanted to do in life. I was a play professional basketball and try to be the best I could. Well, everything about your story and your persistence is an inspiration, not only to, to I, still to this day, I want, I want just to say that officially, that I appreciate the strength and determination that you and your peers showed. Um, so finally, I've, I have one last question for you, for Elgin Baylor. What does it mean for you to be working with the Hall of Fame at this stage in your life? Well, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's great to bring back a lot of fond memories, you know, and you get an opportunity to see, you know, a lot of players that you, you know, started out together, you know, played with, played against, you know, the camaraderie and thing. So it's nice, you know, they have affairs that, you know, we go back and all the players get together and, and you see guys that you haven't seen in 30, 40 years, <laughs> you know, so it's wonderful. You know, I really, really enjoy it, you know the camaraderie and the time you get back and talk to some of the people that you know, that you have a great relationship with. He is a legend among legends, Elgin Baylor, a 1977 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinee, 11-time NBA All-Star, 10-time All-NBA First Teamer. His number 22 is hanging in the rafters with the Lakers and Seattle University, a Final Four Most Outstanding Player, and the number one overall draft pick in 1958. Elgin Baylor, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for calling me. Thank you very much.